All right, cool. All right, you ready, ready for the for... full-on podcast? I am ready, man. That's a nice warm-up. Awesome. All right, so whenever you're ready, take us in. Do your radio voice. Oh, oh, now? All right. How you doing? How's your week? Um, hey, you know what I didn't ask you? I know what somebody asked me. I didn't answer my first today. Question. Yeah, no, I don't That's really fine. care how you are. Um, what I didn't ask you uh, that someone asked me today for us to weigh in on mm-hmm. is uh, your thoughts on No Way Home. That was like three months ago. It, well, three months ago by people watching it, but literally like a month ago based on us recording this. It's and great. We, and we have not talked about it or even... On, 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 the, on, the, on the show, we haven't. Right. I mean, behind I, the scenes, we have. I have gotten uh, two texts and an email asking for us to weigh in on No Way Home on the podcast. No Way Home was fucking fantastic. I, in, as... In almost every which way possible almost. almost almost oh what oh <laughs> well well what's you tell them you tell right. them that so um as a lifelong spider-man fan um my grandmother got me my first spider-man comic i have been a fan since i was a child um he is my favorite number one batman's my number two it's very close Spider-Man is my favorite. No Way Home was amazing and spectacular. You heard me. Mm -hmm. Um, I laughed. I teared up and cried. I, like, cheered. I, like, I had every emotion during that. I had so many emotions. What's your almost? Almost. Almost. There were some things. Okay. What were your things? This is the end of the night. I think it's a terrible <laughs> time to get it because I I wasn't even thinking about it. I know. That's why. That's why. Yeah. I want your gut. I want your uh, gut. What my do you got? Gut, my gut. Okay. On the overall, yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Great. Right. Fantastic. Great. Uh, especially because now here we are. Spider-Man. Yeah. Is now Spider-Man. Yes. Right? Yes. Like now he is Spider Man. That's what I He's loved. not he's not Iron Man Junior. Mm-hmm. He's like a hero. He's your neighborhood Spider Man. And that's that. If we look at Homecoming, Far From Home, and mm-hmm. No Way Home as a trilogy, as you should, if you turn and look at that as the origin story. All three movies are the origin story of this Spider-Man. And at the end of all three movies, he is now where we all were first introduced to Spider-Man. Right. By himself, in New York City, can't pay his rent, 
hand-sewn costume, no gadgets, no tech. Everything's it's, up to it's, him. It's going to be great. And I think that's awesome. And yeah. I, I think that was a brilliant way to get there. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was cool because the one I mean, small so, like, issue that I had with Tom Holland's Spider-Man in general was, man, I'm just like I get 95% of what I think of as Spider-Man except – Man, he's got this cool-ass tech. He's got Tony Stark. He's got Doctor right. Strange. He's a member of the Avengers. Like, all this kind of stuff is already It's all there. too soon. And, and he's it was, got... It was all too soon. Well, he's got, he's got a much bigger support system than what I'm used to because, for me, Spider-Man has always been alone and trying to deal with it. But you know what? I feel like this whole support system that has given him... The ability to now, in reality, be at zero. Yeah. But at the same time, us lessons. going, us go, how does he know how to do that now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, because his... Because he has this memory. His memory uh-huh. is of five years prior. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So, what's your almost... That was that was kind of it. That was, that was like a lot of it. Uh, you win. Knocked it out of the park, there, buddy. <laughs> I was trying to win. Today, <laughs> we have Jacques Lamore. Yes, from Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. Yes. Uh, before we get into it, real quick, our sponsors: DrinkWildBills.com, Poddex.com, GrillYourAssOff.com. 10% off when you use the promo code BACON. And then, of course, our new sponsor, our newest sponsor. It's not really new now, but manscaped.com. Keep and the marbles use shiny. The promo code what? BACONPOD. You can get 20% off. And free and shipping. Also, maybe I'll be able to find my forehead. What? Because this, this, this. Your entire head is in this camera angle. This camera angle is awful. Your entire head is in this camera angle. Leave Without a message ado, in the comment if you think that this camera angle cuts off too much I think of our heads. I think it's awful. I'm the only one with any head cut off. Yeah, you got all sorts of head. Well, right? That's because, because I'm not sitting up. You never sit phones. up. You lean forward, and I'm a forehead taller than you. <laughs> and we're going to start that episode now. I think we should start it now. You've already been cut off. Clearly not, because you're still talking. Yeah. So we got a new uh, sponsor. Yeah, sweet balls, bro. Thanks, buddy. I'm pretty sure you can guess by it, by that conversation <laughs> that our new sponsor is Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, uh, a company that I'm very familiar with. Me too. Uh, a couple, few years now. I've yeah. Been, I've been using their products, and uh, I tell you what, my marbles have never been shinier. I actually got their uh, their lawnmower. 3.0. Yes. Which uh, it has SkinScape technology and they've just upgraded to the 4.0. And let me tell you, I was, I, I love the 3.0, but the 4.0 is just so much better. It's got a light on it. Do I really need a light? Yes, you do. Visual aids. Yeah, Visual aids yeah, are absolutely do. sometimes. For sure. Sometimes in those crevices that, uh, that, that upper leg inner crease. Yes. Yes. Agreed. It's a tough spot. 
so the Perfect Package 4.0 contains the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes. But one of the things that I am a big fan of uh, is the Crop Reviver. Uh, yes. They call it. It is. Uh, they call it the Ball Spray Toner. Yes. So it's Tone it's those marbles. Uh, what else is in the Perfect Package Package as well is the uh, the, the ball deodorant. Yes, it's the crop yeah. preserver. It's an anti-chafing. So when you walk a lot, uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get the chafing. I should probably lose weight, but instead I use this. I'm just a fan. I've always been a fan. I, I was super excited when you told me that we got uh, the email from them saying that uh, we could now offer a discount to our listeners. Yes. Uh, I thought that was super cool. So uh, and Men and women can use it too. Absolutely. It's not just a man thing. So if uh, if you want... You can get 20% off yeah, 20% your order now. That's a big deal. That's, That's a big deal. Pretty awesome. Uh, use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off at manscaped.com. So go ahead to manscaped.com. Save yourself 20%. Yeah. Use the promo code BACONPOD. And, uh, and and make your marbles clean. 20% off. And shiny. Check it out. Manscaped.com. Highly recommended and used by your boys here at Bacon is my podcast. Like I said, keep those marbles shiny. Mm -hmm. Hi, this is Annie Stoic from Jackknife Stiletto, and you are consuming the Bacon Is My Podcast. Back to you, Jimmy and Mike. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was I really hoping this guy. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you'd start like singing Go Ninja Go Ninja Go. You know? Oh, but ooh. you know, I thought you were gonna go, yo, it's a green machine. And, you know. Dude, who could top yeah. the streets without being seen? Yeah, there you go. I'm with dude, you, bro. You, you're gonna, you're gonna teenage mutant ninja turtles. This dude's your, this is your guy. I'm your guy. I, right I love it. My uh, guy. My son recently raided my movie collection, and he just, I don't know where or how, if he started watching at a daycare or whatever. But he's like, yeah, I'm gonna pick, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles. Number two, Secret of the Use, and he just started watching it over and over and over and over and over again. Nice. So it was, yeah, it was great. Kevin Nash, I love your son. <laughs> as, as first off, better. and second off, welcome to Bacon's my podcast. Yeah, to yeah podcast. sorry. Today we have Jacques Lamour from Pop Punk and Pizza uh, Podcast, and 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 uh, we're talking about Ninja Turtles. It's the alliteration. Already. It's brilliant. Pop Punk and Pizza. It's also a tongue twister. Yeah, uh, I've I've had several people complain to me about that. When I was launching the podcast five years ago, I had one of my best friends do a voiceover for a promo video I was putting together. And, you know, in the script, it obviously says pop punk and pizza. And right. he fucked it up so many times. And he's like, he's like, at one point he was yelling at me. He's like, why did you name it this? He was he was very angry. Now, did you, now did you keep... Did you keep, why did you name it this in a promo somewhere? <laughs> I should have. I, oh. I don't know if I, I hope I have, I, I actually hope I, I should look through my, um, I should look through my recordings and the see raw if files. I, yeah. 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 I should see if I have that somewhere. Oh man. That, that would, I could that totally, would be a bumper. That would be a bumper a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. but, but, but going back, uh, yeah. Secret of the use, definitely the better of the first two movies. And some people would disagree with you. I think it just depends on everyone's taste, you know. No, um, no, no, no. They shouldn't disagree. You know why? Because they're wrong. <laughs> well, from it, my record, I think we can my, all agree that the third one is garbage. 
Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, right. Ugh, just awful. Um, first two were Kino. great. Yes. Kino. Was Kino in the third one? No, no, no. He was just no. in the second. Just in the second. Just the second one. Okay. I know he wasn't in the first one, but I, I didn't think he was. The third one was just, yeah, it was completely different. But I, it was like it's, second April with the first Casey. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was only it's, one Casey Jones, but he wasn't in right. the second movie. Right. No. The, that part was played by Kino, kind of. Interesting. I actually still I st- I still own the third one, but I literally haven't watched it since I bought it, which would have been I was probably a teenager. <laughs> so well, and I'm 31, so it's been it's been a while. I will tell you this, my kids um because I I got them into the initial uh Ninja Turtles movie. Okay. Then they watched Seeker the Use and they for months they were grinding me down and like we need to watch the third one. We need to watch the third one. I was like, we don't really know. Michael Bay made some. <laughs> yeah, like, let's watch oh, those. There's later ones watch that are pretty third good. One. Well, and no, the... they're not pretty good, but they're better than the third Ninja Turtles movie. Well, and then the... they finally watched it. They, You could see the eyes. You could see <laughs> the eye holes. You could, oh, you're, you, you couldn't see. Like I said, yeah. I've seen it. It's been so long. I'm gonna have to rewatch it though, just to see how bad it really is. You don't just have to. to. Just to... I, I promise, it's <laughs> bad. You should. you should. Out of your out of your movie collection, uh, mm-hmm. however extensive it is, what what do you have in there that you're most proud of, and what do you have that you're most like, kind of like when you show somebody it, you have to give give them a disclaimer of some kind. <laughs> Um, I think probably what I'm most proud of is the a lot of the movies I have are actually classic Hollywood movies. Because okay. um, at a young age, around between age like eight and 10, I got really hooked on classic Hollywood movies from like starting in the 1930s up to like the 60s, the 1960s. Okay, um, right. And in particular, I was obsessed with Mickey Rooney, um, who was... Uh, very famous for portraying uh, the character Andy Hardy because there was this uh, series of Andy Hardy films. I forget how many that he made. Um, And so he was famous for that. And he was also famous for doing musical movies with Judy Garland. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people um, put, uh, put those two together. They're like, Oh, Andy, um, you know, Mickey Rooney. I, I love all of his movies with Judy Garland and, Anyway, um, so I'm very proud of all the Mickey Rooney movies I have. I remember when I was a very young kid, my goal was actually to collect all of them, which I oh, wow. uh, I, I didn't do. Yeah, it, it is because actually Mickey Rooney has been in like, forget it, 300 plus films. And he he wow, acted. Wow. He acted until the day he died. And he mm-hmm. was. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He never stopped. Yeah, he he was in his 90s when he died, and he was literally still doing movies up until that point. So, um, but yeah, I forget how many I actually have. I de- didn't get anywhere near, but so I'm very proud of that. Um, what I'm not proud of, I'm trying to think of, well, I guess Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> um, um, well, yeah, but you get the disclaimer of like, well, yeah, I was doing the whole set. Sure, that's true. Um, I don't know. I can't think See, like, of. 
I have, I, I was in like a, a really interesting spot. So like I was in that spot where it was like Blu-rays and DVDs are still important. And then all of a sudden it was like, bam, everything's streaming. And it was like, cool, I'm going to stop buying. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so Kevin Smith for me, he was my big, like one of my big movie director things. I don't have Jersey Girl. He did Jersey Girl? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yes, yeah, he, he did. did. Who was in Jersey Girl? Uh, ben, Affleck ben Affleck and... Uh, uh, or as my old J-Lo. drummer calls him, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> did he and play himself in that movie? He plays himself in every movie. Yeah. He? Is he? Okay. More I or couldn't less. remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, that That's one movie that everybody's like, you don't have the full set. Jersey Girl. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not buying Jersey Girl. They're like, well, then you don't have the whole set. I was like, well, I have the good set. <laughs> it's just because you don't like Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl is pretty bad. Have you watched oh, okay. that movie? I don't think so. And don't. maybe that's why. Yeah, I never saw <laughs> I, it either. Don't buy I, it. I, I kind of, I think I, I kind of, I, I kind of vaguely remember, I think, seeing the, like the, the movie poster or whatever, maybe seeing a trailer for it. But that's, that's about yeah. it. Good enough. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, Jim Z. You think grilling season is over? Mm, almost, right? Or no. No. Grilling season is never over because okay. of a new sponsor of ours. Ooh, what is it? Grillyourassoff.com. I love the name already. Yeah. Uh, it's a veteran-owned company that sells spices, barbecue sauces, cool swag, even like even uh, cookbooks. Oh, you know what? I you sent me a link to that. I checked it out. That was awesome. They had some uh, some cool recipes right on their site. That was pretty awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, that that's for free. But now that they're a sponsor, they've decided that if you use the promo code Bacon, you get ten percent off your order. Dude, that's awesome. I'm yeah. ready. I'm I'm definitely ordering some spices. They had a couple that looked really killer. Yeah, and and it's really there's so many different selections. That there's really a spice for everybody. Um, the, the guys that are like heat heads and even the people that just want something subtle, delicious, sweet, whatever it is. Uh, they've got something for everybody. Awesome. Did we order any? Did we have any coming? We've got some coming. Nice. And we're going to do some tasting episodes over on the Patreon. Awesome. So with stick a around. Bit of grill your ass off stuff. Stick around, everyone, because uh, once we get those in, we're going to taste them. We're going to go through them. And then we're going to let you know what we think and uh, maybe give you some uh, some choices that we would kind of go for. So once again, head over to grillyourassoff.com. Use that promo code BACON and get 10% off. Sweet. Yep. This is Andy from Sucker Punch, and you are consuming Bacon is my podcast. Do you have a Do you have a movie that like you've seen more than any other movie? It doesn't I mean, even have to be your favorite, but like that you've definitely seen more than everything else. I'm thinking the movie I've probably seen the most probably is Back to the Future. I think, okay. if I'm not mistaken. It? He's going to show you something right now. But yes, oh. please go on. <laughs> um, yeah, Back to the Future, probably, I'm thinking. I've probably seen that the most. Or, oh, dude, that's awesome. Is that authentic? <laughs> yeah. Authentic off yeah. Amazon. <laughs> nice. I was going to say, you, you, you've, you've, uh, you've scratched 
Mike's two two of his biggest loves is Ninja Turtles and Back to the Future. Uh, I mean, all you got to do is hit no, Ghostbusters. If you hit third. Ghostbusters, then <laughs> I mean, I've definitely seen Ghostbusters. Love, officially, I've I've seen Ghostbusters several times. Um, I mean, the the big three Already, trilogy. No. The, <laughs> the big the 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 three big trilogies for me have always been. Uh, well, I guess it, now it's more than trilogies, but um, Star Wars, right? And then Back to the Future and Indiana Jones. Um, those have always been awesome. like the big ones. You don't like four for me. or five? <laughs> are, are you talking Star Wars? You're talking Indiana Jones because Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones has four. Well, I did like the the very last one they made. I know they're currently making another one. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people didn't like. I, I thought, of course, I thought it could have been better. I'm not going to lie, of course, but I still liked it. So, yeah, I did too. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, if I'm entertained while I'm at the theater, I'm good. I can yeah. later on, I can, I can sit with everybody and be like, this was wrong and this was wrong, and be one of those people that just sucks to be around. But mm-hmm. like, while I'm there, yeah, man, if I'm entertained, I'm in. I, you know what? You know what I watched recently that I was just kind of like, I probably shouldn't like this but it was okay was cruella that was, was surprisingly good. a good movie yeah the movie itself was very good and, and like it, it had enough of the like little drops in it that made the rest of it make sense yes and you have to stay for the end credit scene Oh, it's like a Marvel it. movie. There's a well, it's a mid, like a, it's a mid credit. It it's a mid mid credit. You know, I did. I, okay, I know. I remember what you're talking about. I did catch that at the theater, and then I, and then I, I was like, that. oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. So, yep. um, but but yeah, that we was that get was pretty you ready one. for 101 Dalmatians. But but like, <laughs> but at first, it, I, you know, because because we've been we've been schooling our kids on all the Disney movies and stuff. Sure, and then. Yeah. And then we're like, oh well, we gotta watch Corella. And then Jen, my wife, was um was very much like, we no, they probably shouldn't see this movie. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, I mean, it's not. I mean, it has to do with 101 Dalmatians. And she's like, no, no, they they should probably shouldn't see this. I was like, okay. It, I mean, it is a little edgy, you know. It is obviously. edgy. It is. Yeah. It's a little bit of punk rock. It, it? Yeah, it really is. If you think it about very, it, it is. The, the soundtrack, the soundtrack itself is is fucking phenomenal. And just the kind of the the vibe, I guess. Yeah. What all the cool kids say, vibe. You know, right, right. feeling the vibe. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I used to host a morning radio show, and my co-host always used that word, and it would just annoy the hell out of me. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, just the overall feel of the movie, just the attitude is yeah. very, very punk rock. Yeah. So to, to jump off of movies and jump more into punk rock, um, <laughs> what, what, like, okay. So you grew up and you were in bands. What's, yes. um, for our listeners, like, what, what do you play? What did you do? What was your, like, what got you into wanting to be? be a musician and be in a band? Well, like most of us, uh, we have older siblings. At least that was my case. Um, Mm -hmm. And so my oldest brother, who is four years older than me, he started to get into rock and punk. And I 
being the the typical little brother always looking up to the older brothers, uh, specifically my bro- my oldest brother Josh, I I would hang around with him and his friends, and I think one of the main reasons I did that is because I was always more mature than the kids in my class. So mm-hmm. I was always, he would let me hang out with him and his friends and things like that. And they were listening to, you know, the offspring. And I think even before my brother started to get into those more punk oriented bands, like the offspring, um, he was listening to uh, corn and Ozzy Osbourne and Limp Biscuit, And, you know, cause this was the mid to late, early right. mid to late nineties, early two thousands. So, yeah. you know, the um, sweet spot as the, some like to call the it. new metal. Yeah. <laughs> the, the new, right. You got the new metal uh, movement. And so, um, so that's how it started for me. And at the, you know, I was about, I was probably about eight or nine years old when I first got introduced to these bands, you know, green day offspring blank One Eighty Two, um, MXPX less than Jake, real big fish, Mm-hmm. Um, those uh, Goldfinger, those were a, a lot of the first bands that I got introduced to, and I'm still hooked on to this day. And my brother also was a musician, so he started playing in. He started his own band, and so um, I got hooked into that, and actually started to get into, I think, singing actually before even get actually playing. Um, right. you know, an instrument. Um, so I, I remember my brother, you remember, uh, having one of those big stereos with like the five disc CD changer, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. know, yeah. two speakers and, and a lot, not all of them, but some of them used to have like mic inputs on them or something along those yep. lines. And yeah. Like I, a so little you could karaoke, whole, like an eighth inch mic input. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, right. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and there'd be like a, a, or so you a, could head, DJ. a yeah. headphone jack too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember my, my oldest brother had a stereo like that. So I remember going into his room and hooking up one of his microphones to that and then, you know, putting on headphones and singing along to, um, you know, songs from uh, Offsprings, Americana, and then singing mm-hmm. like almost, I think all of Blink-182's Enema of the State. I think I remember oh, singing. Yeah. I would just sing along. And of course, you would try to imitate the, the vocalist as much as you possibly could. Yeah. Oh, this, one, this part has an accent on it. This part doesn't. <laughs> right. You're, you're not, you know, I'm like nine years old mm-hmm. at this time. So... You know, um, so I remember doing that and um, and then eventually my brother started teaching me bass. Um, And I think one of the you know, one of the first songs I learned was like Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, It's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, by the time. Um, and I, I would just always I would continually hang out with my brother and his older friends. And I would go with my brother to his band shows and things like that. Or my mom would bring me and I'd even videotape his shows with my camera because I was still obsessed with making movies and things like that at that time and music. So, um, but anyway, by the time, um, I became a teenager, I guess like 13 ish, I started my own band and I, I did that up until I was 25 and it was the, it was literally, it was a ton of different members, but it was the same band. Um, 
What was the name we, of the band? The Projection was the nice. name and of the band. And you were the singer? I was the lead vocalist and uh, guitarist, yeah. Oh, you also play guitar, okay. Yes, I, I ended up playing guitar eventually. I mostly self-taught or I would learn other things from other players or right. looking things up on the internet and you know so um so yeah that's that's how i got hooked into it and what's funny is that my oldest brother josh is far removed from listening to punk rock or pop punk or anything like that and i'm just still hooked on i'm just still hooked on to it like i was when i was you know nine years old so oh, you got the bug man you know i like... got the bug yeah <laughs> so um so anyway uh, yeah that, in a nutshell that's uh that's how yeah. it that's how it started. That's awesome. And what, what I love is that you, so you, you and your band parted ways and stuff, but you still had this, this, uh, bug for it, like mm -hmm. you said. Um, and you turned that into a podcast. And what I, what I found super interesting was that you don't even necessarily, uh, you're not, you're not really, uh, uh, a pop punk DJ. Uh, you've also worked in other radio facets, uh, country, yes. and you're in top 40 right now, and you've been for a little while and stuff like that. So um, how did how did that affect e – even, like, like did that ever overlap? Did, did your, your love of radio and getting into radio and stuff like that, did that ever overlap with your – punk your your pop punk like the band and touring and all and that. and like and did that ever affect that your writing your any of your style anything like that um i mean maybe a little bit um not too much as far as you know the so when i left because i'm the one that actually left my band i'm the one that actually quit and that's how um that's how that ended mm -hmm. um i uh was no longer at age 25 i was just i uh was no longer wanting to pursue it as a career i wanted to have something a little more stable but i still wanted to work in the music industry in some format or in yeah. entertainment you know music and yeah. entertainment so, and I always had like a slight interest in radio. So that's kind of how I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do that. You know? So, um, so I went to a, a, a one year trade school for broadcasting here in, in Illinois in the uh, Chicago suburbs. And, um, and that's when I started podcasting. I, I started podcasting, uh, I don't know, two or three months before I actually made it onto the radio because I started podcasting in order to get experience for the radio. I just wanted experience talking behind a mic. Yeah. You were um, an early adopter yeah. of the whole podcasting. I wasn't an phenomenon. early adopter. I mean, it's, it was 2014 is when I started mm -hmm. actually podcasting. So at that time there, it, it was, it was known, but not was, as much as a thing, but today. it wasn't like, right. Right. Hey, everybody is stuck in their houses. They like to talk. <laughs> let's let's get a an interface and let's go. Right. Yeah. It was it was still like there was a, there was a huge community for it, but it was definitely even more of a oh wow you're nerdy like right. kind of 
that was still attached to it. Now it's like, it's, it's mainstream, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess that at that point that was before it became main, you know, mainstream. Um, and, um, so, uh, yeah, once I, you know, I got my first, uh, on air gig on a country station. Um, it actually was kind of going back to my roots because before I was introduced to rock music, my parents loved country. So I actually grew up listening to country from their, uh, you know, country from the seventies and eighties, but also the nineties as well. Um, so, you know, I was born on that and the country station that I started working for kind of played all of kind of played all of those decades from currents to, um, to the stuff that I was born and raised on, which I have a, a, a soft spot for, not so much for current country. I, I really not attached to that so much, but you know, um, the stuff I grew up on there, there's actually some of it that I, I love, you know? Um, but I, I guess to answer, I'm trying to, to answer your question. If it, you're asking like, if it had like an influence Look, on becoming, uh, becoming a, a, a DJ for a genre or mm -hmm. a, uh, not even a genre, just like, you know, just becoming a DJ. Yeah. Even top 40, because mm -hmm. you can have a lot of stuff in top 40. Has yeah. Did that impact your musical uh, writing in that regard? Um, I, you know, I haven't written uh, music regularly. It's been very on and off since I left the projection in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a no, no on my part. Um, shout out to uh, a good friend of mine, Drew Neely, who's actively trying to get me to get, get back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, he, he, uh, he he texted me one day and he's like, okay, uh, give me a title of a song and, or give me a, you know, make up a song title. And then give me three chords, I think is what he said, or four chords or something like that, or four or four notes, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, dude, I don't know. So I just, I was like, I just, I, so I did what he said. And then, I don't know, I don't know if it was a week later or sometime later, he shot me a message with what I had sent him. He like wrote the instrumentation of this song. And he's like, oh, okay. Great. He's like, now it's your job to write the lyrics. Right, and your turn. I'm, Tag. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still working on it. And this was so many months ago. And I feel like a jerk that I haven't completed <laughs> it yet. But I'm determined to, you know, to do it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's great, though. I don't think. Thank you. Um, uh, I don't know if it really ever. I think it did. Inf it did influence me a little bit, but not so much. I just to me, that was always. Um, since I didn't have my heart and soul in country or in top 40 radio, mm -hmm. I don't think it ever really ever had a huge influence on my, um, songwriting or, or pop punk. Um, I, I just, pop punk was still just always my love and my passion, even yeah. when I was doing those other formats, even when I'd have to learn who these artists are and what they're up to and what they're doing. It was still just kind of like, I'm just reporting what this artist is doing because that's what I'm paid to do. 
Like, right, right. You know, so, don't get me wrong, though. Um, actually, I, I feel like having having a uh, a foot in the door of the top forty world is well, it still does, I guess, since I'm still on a top forty station. It does kind of help you to to just be aware of what's happening in the mainstream, you know, because honestly, I had not listened to top 40 radio until I worked on top 40 radio. So when that day came, like, you know, seven years ago or whatever, um, I, I was like, who's, I was like, who's Ariana Grande? Who the fuck is, you know, who who the hell, like, I didn't know. And because obviously I, of course I knew to stay current a little bit, you know? Yeah. Of course, I knew who Britney Spears was and all right. those, but that was when I was a kid. So, of course, I knew that. But, like, I I just never listened. I didn't grow up listening to Top 40 radio. I grew up listening to, if I did listen to the radio, I was listening to alternative radio or rock right. radio. So, um, Which exists in, like, three places. <laughs> yeah, alternative <laughs> radio is not doing very well. And even rock radio is not doing very well right now. Oh, um, man. Where is rock radio? You know, like we, we even have, we're in New York and we have stations that are like, we're the best of new music. Here's something off of hybrid theory from Lincoln Park. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, wait. that's the problem. That's absolutely, yeah. everyone is just too, it's, it's just, it's kind of a lost format. Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. All right, so you know we just played the fair, right? Mm-hmm. I saw our new sponsor next to us at the fair. Right. Right? Any of you that have ever been to festivals, you know one of the coolest spots to go to is that spot that's selling you sodas where the copper mugs. Oh, they're the best. Wild Bills, dude. Yes. And you don't just have to go to a, a fair to get their stuff anymore. You can go right. to drinkwildbills.com. And they'll send it right to your house. They sent that ginormous box to us. Huge box. Yeah. Of stuff. And it made me realize that Wild Bills isn't just soda. Yeah. I thought it was at first. But, man, the like jerky and uh, nuts, nuts and coffee. And, oh, man. Snack foods, coffee, yeah. everything. And if you go there now, drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code BACON, of course, and you get 10% off. Ugh. Dude, check it out. Uh, stick with us because we're going to be letting you know how that coffee tastes. We're going to be doing some tasting episodes on literally everything in the box. Yes. So stick with us. But, uh, dude, you've had it. You've been at fairs. I bought it. I bought that mug. It's awesome. I yeah. love it. And now, again, we're heading into the winter months. It's going to get a little colder. No more fairs. Just have it delivered right to your door. Wild, drink wild build up. Blech. Drinkwildbills.com. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Once. Check it out. Promo code BACON. This is Paul Mark from Silverstein, and you've been consuming, vegan or not, Bacon is my podcast. Right now. You know. um, How do you stay on top of what's new and what's coming out how do you discover new bands um one thing that i started doing um and in 2020 i think it was like in this 
this spring of 2020, as I started doing these episodes on, on pop punk and pizza, mm-hmm. um, monthly episodes called, I would just call them 10 songs for April, 2020. And then the next month it would just be 10 songs for May, 2020, you know, right, and right. so on and so forth. Um, and what it would be every month is that episode, you would just hear me play 10 songs that were either sent to me or I, I had stumbled across. And a lot of times the songs are from, they're from up and coming artists. They're mm-hmm. most of the time I wasn't picking like, Oh yeah, here's the brand new Paramore. Like, right. it's like, okay, everyone knows about the brand new Paramore. Right. Um, right. You don't need me to promote that. That's well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. There, there were, there were a couple of different reasons I started doing that. And one of them was because I wanted to help out more bands because I was, I was uh, getting all kinds of uh, submissions and, it was just too many to actually have on the show, you know, but I'm like, what if I did an episode where I just play music the whole mm-hmm. time, you know? So, so there was that reason, but there was also a way to actually kind of force myself to go through my emails or just um, when I'm scrolling through social media, uh, make it a point even more so to check out what a, a new band is putting out. Um, and I feel like that, uh, doing those episodes every month has really helped me discover new music or just kind of be aware of, of, uh, what's going on. It's, it's helped a little bit, you know? Nice. Um, so that's one, yeah. that's one way. So you, you were coming out of like, you, you finished your band as a decision to move on to a different part of the music industry which got yeah. you into music journalism and then broadcasting and everything, radio to podcasting, things like that. Um, so you were kind of at the tail end of uh, musicians that were a- that, that kind of didn't have to do all of that at once. It feels like kind of now, if you're a musician, you also have to be a podcaster and you also have to be a content creator and you're a TikTok star and you're a... You know, musicians always had to be T-shirt designers, bookers, managers, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do you feel like it's a good thing currently that artists kind of – is it helping artists by giving them another resource to come out and be seen by more people by being a – by starting a podcast or doing a YouTube channel or something like that? Or do you think that that hinders artists and kind of like um, waters down their ability to be artists and write compelling songs? Because we all kind of grew up with songs kind of changing our lives and helping us to to like get through things and to, you know, music is why we don't jump off bridges in our lives. And, you know, like all these things which are completely valid. I say that in like a tongue in cheek way, but it's like, music saved my life i'm sure yours i'm sure yours i'm sure many of our listeners do you think it makes it harder for a songwriter to truly be a songwriter these days because they have to be so many other things or do you think it's great because it helps them be seen by more people i no, it, it is harder i think to be a songwriter in this day and age just for that reason um because now that the world has become much smaller because Mm -hmm. of the technology we have i feel like a person 
and this is in so many different ways in so many different industries, that person is being pulled into so many different directions and our attention is constantly being begged for. Um, you know, whether it's from a family member or whether you're looking on social media and there's an ad screaming at you on Facebook or Instagram screaming at you to give them attention. You know, it's, um, there's just this constant, um, I don't know if you want to call it noise, but there's just all these, especially when it's like everything you just said, you, you have to be writing content. You have to be designing your merch. You have to be doing all these things. And they're all important. They're all very important, but it's like anything else. And I always say this, it's a balancing act. Right. Um, and that's, I always think of, and that's what uh, my therapist would always tell me. She always had this reference of like the whole um, spinning plates thing. You know, you've got all these oh, plates yeah, in front yeah. of you. They're all spinning on the plate and you got to spin each one a little bit, like all at the same time. So none of them like fall. You have to give like each one the right amount of attention. Um, and I do think that added, you know, adding all these other things in that a musician or any person who's writing anything of content, because obviously there's a lot of similarities in many different industries to a a songwriter that's doing all these things DIY, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, if I sit down and, and I talk to, or when I talk to a, a vocalist, a lead vocalist and songwriter of a band, him and I can probably find a lot of similarities between what him and I do. You know, we're both right. doing a billion things at once. Um, and I think um it, it is important to remember that the song, the songs are, should always be the number one thing, because at the end of the day, that's what you're selling. You know, um, that's what you want people to check out. Right. And you want right. that to be you want that to be just like the 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 life changing or life saving music that we all grew up with when technology wasn't as advanced as it is today. Um, right. And with all the distractions we have in the world now, I think it does, I think that does definitely make it harder. So it's, 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 yeah, it's just a, a constant balancing act. I know I, I'll see, um, I see memes all the time, especially with like the, you know, when we were young fest coming out, um, seeing people share the memes of, right. of, uh, you know, people will pay, you know, $300 to see this <laughs> fest, but they won't go support their friend for $15. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, well, hold on. Forever, though. Yeah. Right. It, it has. And it's like, okay, well, hold on a minute. Let's go back to square one. Um, let's listen to your songs. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, how do they compare? How do they, right. you know, um, d does your song change? Does it move a person like, you know, Chiodos or Mayday Parade or right. you know any of those yeah. guys from uh, the, the really the last era of Glassjaw, like uh, any of them. Well, yeah. any of them go go from go from someone used. like Glassjaw to someone like the Used or My Chemical Romance. You know, like did you write "I'm Not Okay" and make an entire mm -hmm. group of people that aren't okay feel okay? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 
maybe you didn't, and maybe that's why they're gonna go see them because it takes them back to a certain point. And then maybe there's some nostalgia in there that makes it harder for new bands to kind of do their thing. There is a lot of nostalgia, and um, in our world, it's it's such a big selling point. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it does make it really hard to come up with something new that's something different that people will want to attach to. And it, don't get me wrong, like I have the same problem in the podcast world, and I'm sure you guys do too. Yeah. Um, trying to, it's like, because you are trying to come up with something that's unique and something that is engaging, but it's also creative. And it's also like, um, um, what's the word I'm looking in informative, but also fun. I mean, mm -hmm. and you're, do, you're trying to do the same thing with your music. A lot of times you're obviously, you're trying to catch someone's attention. So, um, the, the song should always be number one, no matter what. Yeah. No, the, the, the question I was asking though, that I, that I do think is important. Um, just from us as podcasters talking to you, who's been doing it, longer than us. So we're, you know, I'm trying to learn from everybody is where do you kind of like find that line between making something that's honest and, and interesting to you and then making something that is uh, consumable? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm constantly trying to figure that out constantly. And I'm always trying different things to do that. Um, obviously the, and this is something you'll read on almost any type of content creation or beginner to to podcasting or anything it's it comes back to talking about things or covering things that you actually care about you mm -hmm. know um let's say um i'm trying to think of let's say for some odd reason um someone from uh i don't know corns management or something mm -hmm. uh, reaches out to me and they want to be on the podcast to talk about corn. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not the biggest corn fan. I'm, I don't know if I should do that, it, you know, but let's say I, I think, well, that's a big name, you know, we should do that, you know? Right. Oh man. Can't pass I'm up get a lot of views for that. Right. But it's like, but I'm not passionate about it, you know? So it's like, um, I usually, I, I I've always tried to, have someone on the podcast that I actually, you know, that I enjoy their work, you know, mm -hmm. um, not just because of their name or because of so-and-so. I mean, sure, there's been times where I've done favors. I won't say that I've never done that, but I truly uh, always strive to just have people that I'm interested in or love their work and, and have them, you know, on the podcast. Um, and as far as making things consumable, um, I do you even worry about that? I, I do. I do worry about that. And I've been worrying about that more. In fact, um, I, any, any listener, and I've already kind of said this, I'm, I'm constantly trying new things out mm -hmm. uh, and how I do things or how I release episodes and things like that. So as uh, starting this new year, I, I, I've always usually had a, I'm releasing one episode a week, or there was a time where I would release two episodes a week, or I would do bi-weekly, or, you know, there was always some type of schedule like that. Well, now I've actually gone to a schedule where I'm only releasing an episode when I've got something of quality, 
when I've got something good to present. So like I'm no longer doing a weekly schedule or a, a bi-week or any type of schedule like that. I'm I'm literally just going to release something when it's it's good when it's it's there. I've got I've got a good guest or you know when I've just got a good I'm focusing the whole quality over quantity aspect. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, and that's kind of I I I've all being in the 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 music world. That's something I was always uh, told and and pitched to. It's like sure you could come up with a fifteen track album, but are all those songs going to be good? Shouldn't you just trim the fat, make it a six right. song EP, and call it a you know call it a day? That's um, that's yeah. I I get that so much just because that's. As a musician, that's something that that I personally have even wrestled with over the past few years of like, hey, people don't buy CDs anymore. People don't listen to music the same way anymore. They listen to it in an a la carte world, which is what we kind of like live in. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, what's the soundtrack to my drive? And what's the soundtrack to my workout? And what's the soundtrack to my cooking? And what's the, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, it's all kind of that. Yeah. And as a writer... Um, you're, we've always kind of, and, and I don't know if you, if you came up the same way, but you're always kind of like thinking in terms of like a record, you know, when you're in a band, you're always thinking in terms of a record, you write a yeah. song and you're like, okay, this is one of however many this is going to be. Yes. Um, instead of thinking, okay, this is one, let's do this, finish this, see what it is, and then move on to the next thing. And I feel like we've all been kind of forced into that to where songwriting is now, like podcasting where it's like you have an episode and you, you do that episode and you plan for that episode and you, you do your research and you figure it out and you have the guest or the interview and then you move on after that episode to the next one. Whereas songwriting kind of feels like it's becoming that as well. Um, which it was in the past, you know, everything old is new again and it's all cyclical. Um, but it's a weird place to kind of go as a songwriter to be like, okay, um, I'm not writing. I'm worried about this in right terms now. of what are the next four or next five things and how do I fit them together? It's how do I do this and how do I release this and what's the strategy behind it, which then just makes it a whole thing that like on one hand is kind of artistic and interesting in its own way. And on the other hand is kind of gross because it's commercial and like, <laughs> it's kind of like, well, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, about uh, balancing all of those things you have to do. Cause you right. just said like, now I got to think of strategy. How do I release this thing? When do I release it? Mm -hmm. um, how do I market the, the song or the EP or whatever it is that you're releasing? You know? Right. So yeah. what's my month it's, plan? What's my two week plan? What's my, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it it's becomes tough. this weird thing. It's, it it's, really does. it's strange how everything, everything that, that we do as, as like kind of creative people um, or our artists or whatever you want to call it, content creators, whatever, whatever the, the term is at the moment um, has to be thought of as if it's a, uh, it's not, it's no longer part of a larger whole. It's, um, it's a side dish to this thing that is just you, you know, like you're the thing you're selling and you write songs or you mm -hmm. podcast or you're a DJ or you're, 
uh, a, a parent or your, these are all the things and they're all marketable. And it's such a weird way to kind of like think of things. Do you ever kind of like have that where you're just kind of like, why do I, do you ever feel like weird about marketing yourself in that way yeah. or yeah. <clears throat> All the time. Um, and uh, sometimes it's, it, I mean, I, I'll feel weird about it, but as, as now I've focused more on the, the podcast that I create, um, I no longer see it weird because it's, it's becoming more of my career because uh, as of uh, December, I actually stepped down full time at my radio job and now I'm part time. Um, okay. And I did that so I could focus more on the, the two podcasts that I create. So, um, so now I am trying to look at things in a different perspective, you know, of, yeah, of yeah. like marketing, but it does feel weird because I'm not like that person who's like, Hey, look at me. Like, right. woo -woo. you know, like how right. all, most of the, the people on the internet are, they're like constantly like, Hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I just, I'm, I don't like that. You know, I usually like there to, to be some story attached yeah, to I it. I feel like there's, sure. there's a, um, and I, and this is probably going to sound to some people, it's going to sound harsh or, or mean, but I don't mean it that way. But I feel like when you, when you've got artists, you, you start to fall into two camps that I see and it's people that want to make art and it's people that want to be famous. Yes. And, mm -hmm. um, occasionally you'll find someone that is really good at both, but that's very rare. And yeah. that's a superstar, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's a Beyonce, you know, like yes. that's, <laughs> that, that, that happens so rarely, but you, you kind of have those two camps that are happening. And, uh, and I wonder sometimes how many people started as one and found themselves in the other and kind of rolled with it. And, uh, and, and kind of how that works. Did you, so, so you're backing off DJing. Was that a thing that you have wanted to do for a while? Or is that a thing that started to happen because the podcasts are doing well or like what, what brought that on? I was not happy, um, working in radio full time. Um, so, you know, besides being on the air and, and hosting, uh, different shows for the, the cluster that I work for my, my full-time gig when I wasn't on the air was being their production director who's in charge of producing all of their commercials, whether okay. I was recording them or I was uh, assigning it to another on-air talent at the station to produce and record the commercial and all that. It's a very stressful job. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't like all of that stress that came with it. I love producing commercials. Like that's fun, you know, but there's all the, the last minute deadlines and, you know, all the revisions that sometimes you have to go through with someone, uh, communication, uh, sometimes is not good to where like, you know, the client says that their sale is going on for two weeks. Uh, but the, this, the, uh, sales rep at the radio station, um, puts it down wrong in the radio copy and it says two days. And wow. so then I record that copy that says, Hey, this sale ends in two days. So get on over there. And then, you know, I send it to the client to approve. They're like, uh, 
No, I said two weeks. I didn't say two days, you know? So, um, right. and it's, it's just, it's, a. Uh, I was grateful for the opportunity, but it wasn't what I truly wanted to do. I, I love, I love podcasting. I love the stories behind them. I love getting to interact with people and meet new people and, and just talk about things we love. Um, and so I have found that I could do that more with, with podcasting than I could with radio. Um, okay. You know, yeah. radio, it's very, I, at least um, it wasn't like I was working a, a, at a talk station. You know, I'm working all the, cl- uh, all the radio stations uh, the, at the company I work for. They're all music stations. So you're usually not talking for a very long time. Very, very short, you know, snippets here and there. So it, it just right. it kind of cuts um, kind of cuts things down. So. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that, that. So the stress and just wanting to do something different. Um, the, the second podcast that I just started last year is all about uh, the hometown area that I live in. Um, so I, I uh, kind of that that is even more of a story format, really, than pop punk and pizza. You know, um, it's, it's a completely different animal, but I absolutely love it because I love local history and just hearing people's stories in the area, you know, so. Um, yeah, that's the Kankakee. Kankakee podcast. The Kankakee podcast. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Kankakee is the uh, the county seat of mm-hmm. Kankakee County. So the the podcast is about the people and places of Kankakee County. And that is where I live now. And I was born and raised here. So. Um, so it's it's a very homey vibe kind of podcast. Awesome. Well, congratulations also about Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. That I, don't know if I, awesome. I don't know if I answered the question, but <laughs> I tried yeah, that, I tried to. No, um, there are no there are no questions here. There are just uh conversations. Uh, conversation starters. That's and that's what I I love just having conversations and I get to talk to, you know, I get to meet other podcasters or just uh, other creative people and I absolutely love it, you know, getting to meet you guys and talking with, you know, Mike and Jimmy from Bacon is my podcast. It's like this. It's like it's cool, you know. It's like yeah, I, that's what we you love just can't it, beat it. We're, yeah. we're we're new into the world, and we're we're just a little over a year in, and it's been that same thing as we just find that it's like so fun and interesting to have conversations. Like just I love talk, talk love to different to people. people from yeah. different walks of life, and regardless of how wasted they are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've we've had we've had some really wasted guests we have oh we've yes really i have wasted. too we've uh, also been some really wasted hosts uh, oh we yeah we've done that too <laughs> we've done that too so we're gonna we're gonna start the process of wrapping this up but first okay. what we want to do is uh pay some bills pay some bills yeah oh you gotta pay bills man you gotta, gotta pay the bills. Yeah. all right so <laughs> we're gonna pay the bills thanks to sponsors sponsors of ours yeah pod decks poddecks.com mm-hmm. uh what they do is they they they're decks of cards with 50 cards in each and they kind of help conversation starters yeah it's a bunch icebreakers of a bunch of icebreakers topics conversation yeah. starters for people that can't that, that have a, a little bit of a struggle coming up with stuff to talk about on their people own. that don't have verbal diarrhea like we do like we all do. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the creator of Poddex? Doesn't he live in Illinois or Indiana? 
Uh, he lives in Isn't Illinois. He from, yeah, yeah. He's, he's from, from a, Illinois. He's, yeah. he's from a band. What band is it? I know that. He's from a band? I don't know the band. He was, before, he was yeah. in a band. Really? Uh, let me see if I can Google that up. Because I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't mean to. Hell of a historian you are. <laughs> uh, let's see. Travis Brown. Yep. 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 Um, he was yep. in. God, I'm trying to remember what band it was. It was actually a well-known band. Um, at oh, least it was to at least it was to me. Um, You've played with him before? I don't think so. Let's see. Google, help me out here. Not 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 that big then. Well, while he's googling, while he's googling, <laughs> you you can go through the, uh, the uh, deck. split so, split habit. I think split, split habit. habit. Okay. I th- I think. Anyway, I'll, sorry. So, I pay your okay. bills. So what I can do is yeah. I can I can email Travis tomorrow, and, and we'll he'll tell out. us. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, because if he is, he's he's a lot like you and myself. And we'll be like, we're, we're like, oh yeah, well, podcasting is completely filled up. How'd void. you not tell us? Um, How'd you not tell us about your band? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, again, Poddex it's for aspiring podcasters, yes. and it helps you with uh, icebreakers if you're not great with questions. Or if you need an epic episode topic, mm-hmm. it'll tell you that. So what well, we like our guests to do, our guests, we ask them to pick one of these lovely decks. Ooh. Yes. So I like run that. him through the decks. So the decks we have are the episode deck, the interview deck, the interview deck two. We have the what the heck deck. We have the would you rather deck. And then the two newest decks... Mm-hmm. Or what the fuck? And how dare you? Like oh. Mr. Fathead from Rocco's Modern Life. It's how you have to say it. It's definitely how you have to say it. Um, let's go what with let's go with one of the new ones. One of the new okay. which one? Which one would you like? Um, how about what the fuck? Let's do what that. What the fuck it is? Okay. Um, All right. So I'm so glad he didn't say how dare you because I don't think he has it in him. Go, I think he has. How it. Dare I think he has. I don't it know. I I uh, spent a good uh, chunk of my broadcasting career doing different voices. So see, I think I might, I might be able I to pull that one because out. he's also a singer <laughs> and he's not a screaming singer. So like, if I'm sc- not a screaming singer, <laughs> yeah, that's singer why that's why you don't do it. <laughs> So while Mike is shuffling, I'm going to let you guys know that uh, if you go to poddex.com, you can check out not only the decks, you can buy them singly. They have uh, different groups of decks that you can purchase. Uh, They also have some cool merch, some cool swag you can check out. They have an app. They have all kinds of information for podcasters as well. They've got videos. Um, The social medias they have are are pretty awesome. Yeah, they're, they're very good at what they do, and they're very cool. And if you purchase from them, You'll get emails directly from them, and you can ask them questions, and they're super helpful. It's just again, a really Travis good is really good, yeah. really good dude. So if you go there, poddex.com, and you decide to make a cart full of things to order, you can use the promo code Bacon, and you can get ten percent off your entire order. Uh, yep, promo code Bacon. Because why? Because Bacon makes everything better. Indeed, indeed. So Jacques. <laughs> We're gonna fan these decks out. All right, and fan you're those tell bad us boys when out. To stop. Right. I'm starting my fingy on. Okay. My left to right, your right to left. You let me know when to stop. 
Stop. Stop right there. Your question from the what the fuck? <laughs> oh, this isn't even a what the fuck question, honestly. This is this you is You don't think so? No, not at all. Not at all. So Jacques, if you had to pick a new name for yourself, what would you pick? It's so funny that uh, I picked that question because I was literally having this conversation with someone the other day. Um, so my name is Jacques to Pop Punk and Pizza listeners. But in another world, in my radio world and in the Kanky Key podcast world, I am known as Jake. Um, that is actually much my... less cool. <laughs> well, um, uh, so <laughs> what's the reason behind that? <laughs> so I Jake is my re- so so Jake is my real name. Okay, uh, okay. it's my birth name. It, I, well, Jacob, but you know most people it was call me Jake. Dick, so <laughs> so anyway, in uh, when I started high school, I started taking French class, so I needed a French name. I I chose Jacques. Um, and at that time, I also decided, you know what, I'm going to make that my stage name because my whole life up until that point, there's a billion Jakes, right? There's a, Jake has been a top baby name for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, so growing up, there was always a ton of other Jakes in my class, right? Or just in general, I'd be walking through the hall or I'd be walking at the county fair or something. And I hear Jake, Jake, you know, and I'm looking, looking, and it turns out they weren't even, you know, they're not flagging me down. They're flagging another Jake down. Right. So I was like, Jacques, I am now Jacques. Well, I was, I started, you know, being Jacques for everything up until 2014. It was time for me to start doing middays on river country and, my boss was like, you cannot be Jacques on a country <laughs> on station. On a country station? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's that's not gonna work. Probably a bad so, idea. so he's like, what are we gonna call you? And I said, Well, my real name's Jake. And he said, Oh, okay, yeah, we'll do that. That's perfect. So so there went my, you know, my stage and and radio name, but I kept it for the podcast. I like but it. Uh, I like so anyway. It's- it's more than Jake. Huh? <laughs> oh, huh? I get, I get that. <laughs> huh? So I guess. Wow, he's such a dick. I mean, so I, so I'm, I guess I'm wondering from this question, is are are we considering my name to be Jake, or are we considering my name to be Jacques for this question? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, honestly, I thought um, the way that I created your origin story in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that your name was probably Jacques and you changed it to Jake to be simpler, to be simpler <laughs> on the radio. Yeah. Just well, I, I mean, I also came from the Midwest and I could understand why somebody with the name Jacques, who's going to be a DJ would be like, you know what? Just let's go with Jake. <laughs> it's kind of like the, like, like in, in Shang-Chi. Being right. Shung and then changing it to Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, that, yeah. that kind of idea. So that's where that's where I put your origin story mm-hmm. in my head, which looks completely wrong. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, I don't know. Gosh. If I could change my name, maybe I would change it to, to Jacques, maybe. 
to, uh, you know, since my, my program director that hired me on the country station kind of screwed that up for me, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> so maybe, uh, you know, maybe that's what I would do to kind of replace. I feel like now it's too late to do that. I can't go on the air and then go on Kankakee podcast and be like, I'm shock. I don't it's know. People would be like, I don't know. I people. I feel like people would be like, "What?" I feel like they would think I'm. I'm acting like very prestigious or some shit like that. You know. Right. right well, right. all of a sudden you're wearing wooden bow ties. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And before we get into this week, if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more Bacon is My Podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast. Over there, you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial free access to Bacon is My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways, additional shows, including Tasting is My Passion, and of course... Cooking with Bacon is My Passion. And oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's bands, previous, current, whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bacon is My Podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about. Okay, okay, so, so yeah. So, they, this right? so I'll be like, I'm Mike and I'm Damien. Well, I like the consuming though. That's a good line. Yeah, oh, oh, and we are, and we are, and we are Felicity, and you are consuming. Bacon is my podcast. And you are consuming. And you are consuming. That's a good adjective. Okay, That's a good right. verb. It's verb. Are right. right, you got it? Do you want to practice again, or you got it? Let's try it. I'm Mike, and I'm Damien, and, and we, we are Felicity, Felicity, and you are consuming. Bacon is my podcast. So I'm pretty sure from the research I did that Travis Brown was in fact in a band called Split Habit, which I did see uh, at least once. Uh, okay. I was like 10 years old. I was pretty young when I saw them play. Um, I was actually just having this conversation with a friend of mine uh, that was on Pop Punk and Pizza not too long ago. And um, I think we were talking about Split Habit. And I'm like, so yeah, whatever happened to them? And he's like, oh, well, you know that pod deck guy? Yeah, that's Travis from... Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'll talk. To, I'll talk to him about it. Yeah, we're gonna you, have to. You gotta. You gotta get in touch with them. Cause, I do. Um, I do. Because they they sponsor the podcast. As long as you put a little yeah thing in there, okay. and we we made a and like they're a, worth it. They're good. We made a like a we made a segment segment about it because <laughs> it was like oh first hey he's willing to sponsor us let's make a big deal out of this. Hell yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm gonna have to use that bacon promo. For a, for a deck. Feel free. Feel free. Use the break, bacon promo and then yeah. talk to Travis. Bacon pod gets you a... He'll uh, email you. Just use use uh, the Pop Punk Pizza podcast email. Mm-hmm. So this way he's like, oh. Get on the oh, man, Manscaped too. Bacon <laughs> pod. 20% off. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. nice. Keep those That's marbles shiny. Keep those marbles shiny. This guy is you have sell- to. Why are you, you have to. Why are you selling this guy all your all of our stuff? I'm, hey, man, <laughs> someone's <laughs> got to do it. Somebody's got to do the dirty work. Got a point. Yeah. Got a point. Uh, so, uh, 
you spent a long time with us. We appreciate it. We can't wait to come spend a long time with you on your yeah. podcast. I just got a couple of quick questions and then we'll start wrapping it up. So just yeah, sure. simple ones. One, um, to our listeners who are not uh, inundated and do not know, uh, can you explain crazy corn and do you have a home recipe for it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow, you guys did some digging. Um, crazy corn. So there's a, uh, a, a, it's not just a popcorn shop. It's actually a candy shop, but they also make popcorn. Um, it's called Sweet Street, and it's in a town called Bourbon A here in Kankakee County in Illinois. And so they, they make all of this, these like, I think it's like 20 some different flavors of popcorn in their mm -hmm. place. And so crazy corn, it's, uh, it's caramel popcorn and it's uh, cheddar cheese popcorn. And I think actually, this is if I remember correctly, they, <laughs> they, uh, they take, they'll actually take some of that cheese they put on the, the, the cheddar corn and they'll put mm -hmm. it over the caramel corn too. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it the crazy corn. A little sweet um, and salty. Yeah, exactly. And it's so fucking good. And it had been a while since I had it. And so I got um, I got a free uh, small bag from from uh, the radio station the other day. And, uh, you know, I'm eating it. And uh, and I'm talking to my girlfriend who is born and raised on the south side of Chicago. And uh, I'm like, man, I forgot how good this crazy corn is. And she's like, what's crazy corn? And, you know, I explained it to her and she's right. like, isn't that just Chicago style popcorn? Right. <laughs> you know, I know it was a really funny. We both like laughed really hard. But um, anyway, because, you know, that's like the 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 Chicago mix or the Chicago style is you just take cheddar corn and caramel corn and you mix them together in a bag and. Yeah. Well, they used to sell those, uh, the big tins, right? The big circular tins that had the divider in it. Yeah. <coughs> and it would yes. have a caramel and a cheese and a butter. And then yep. the best would be where you'd get like a little bit of a handful of each and you'd be like, oh, this is, this is exotic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's what crazy corn is. If you got is. a handful of anything but the buttered corn. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A little caramel, a little I cheese. I it's agree. Exotic. I'm wishing I had some more. I ate the whole bag already, so I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and get some more. But uh, nice. But yeah, so that's that's one. And then mm -hmm. uh, the other one would be um, like we know you do uh, some crossover stuff with Lou Malnati, Lou Malnati's, yes, uh, which is one of the oldest Illinois Chicago pizza places. Um, I've had it. It's amazing. It's delicious. Yes. Uh, I haven't. We'll we'll have it eventually. Yes, we're we're going to have it eventually. We'll we'll take a trip to Chicago as well. Yeah, we'll or maybe I can uh, maybe I can hook you guys up with one. I'll have have one shipped to you maybe. Hey man, you know. Uh, so <coughs> Excuse me. Do you? What are your other like? Um, like if you had someone coming to visit you, if we were coming in town, mm -hmm. where would we? Where would you bring us? Where would we have to go? Um, I mean, whether it's pizza or just food in general. Oh, okay. Chicago's um, a great food town. So uh, Illinois uh, is a great food city, food state. Wh so, which is why we're one of the fattest cities in the country, to be honest. Um, it's Indiana, just because so we're, we're fighting. <laughs> I was going to say it's just because our food is so good. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Lou Malnati's is one of the places that I would take you. Um, the, the 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 best Chicago chains. Um, you know, Lou Malnati's, uh, Giordano's, uh, Gino's East. Mm -hmm. um, another one of my favorites. It's not really a Chicago 
um, chain because the locations are like in the suburbs, but um, it's called Chicago Dough Company. Uh, they have three locations in, you know, south of Chicago. One of them is actually just down the street from me, and it's amazing. Um, uh, Aurelio's is a Chicago chain. Um, that's another one I would suggest. Beggars. Um, there's also, um, I guess, I'm sure you've heard of Portillo's. Uh, that's not have, pizza. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's not pizza. It's, it's uh, you know, hot dogs, Italian right. beef. But that's Sandwiches. one of the... Right, right. Yeah, that's one of the best uh, places that you can get Italian beef or, or a Chicago-style hot dog, or they've got Italian sausage. There. I will I will put um, Chicago Italian beef sandwiches up against a New York sausage and peppers head-to-head. Yeah? -head. I, I would, yeah. Okay. Interesting uh, to see how that would work out. What are some venues you dig in, in where near you? Like, yeah, Chicago, I mean, some of my favorite Chicago venues. Um, I love Bottom Lounge. Um, one of my mm -hmm. uh, one of my good friends actually um, is the uh, one of the managers there. Uh, books books a, a majority of the shows there. Um, a Beat Kitchen is great. Subterranean is great. Um, course you know house of blues right um there's metro um yeah those are those are a majority of of the the venues that i like and um, okay. those are venues that i went and saw people and i never got to play and i played in the ones that nobody went to like bottom line and stella's okay <laughs> i i know bottom line um yep. i can't remember if that's still there or not I, um, I don't know. It's it's been years since I played there, uh, but I do remember Bottom Line. I don't think I ever played there, but I I know I know where where you're talking. It about. was there for a while. It had the it had the basement stage and then like the upstairs stage. Yes. Um, yes. And the upstairs was more like acoustic acts and stuff like that, and then the basement yep. was more of like the yep. let's get loud area. Uh, yeah. We have had we have had a pretty awesome uh, Chicago area band um action adventure oh yeah oh yes great. absolutely those great guys band. are awesome super fun yeah super cool dudes they they came this way in december and, mm -hmm. and i missed out on them because i was away right but um we've had them on the show and they that's awesome they love dude. the area i missed yeah. out on them because i'm lame right now <laughs> well, it was December. It was de December's like, hey, yeah. maybe we can. It was right before I went away. Not, but um, and then also, like, if you're in the hip hop thing, um, we had uh, Luna, Luna Gray, Luna Gray, yeah. Oh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I've played one of her songs on the Top Forty station I work for. Probably she's she's a Probably. she's a rapper. Yeah, like but rap. I, I know there was, I know there was a song that that we played that she was involved in. You know, because most of the songs on Top Forty, it's like three or four different artists are on a song. You know. Yeah. Um, and I can't think of the song. Oh, um, that leads me to a question for you. Yeah. Um, just uh, I so I was at the Nam show a couple of years ago, and I was. Um, I had an opportunity to talk to um, DJ Ashba, a guitar player for Axl Rose for a while, a 6 a.m. Oh, okay. for a while. Um, 
but um, I got to talk to him after he was showcasing some kind of recording software because he's a studio mm -hmm. musician, session guy, um, sure. recording musician. And he was talking about one of the, what he was like super jazzed about talking about was how he felt like rock music. Um, and when I say rock music, I mean pretty much anything with loud guitars. Um, I, I have a weird time with genre naming where I'm kind of like, yeah, but this has a little bit of this and this has a little bit of this. And if you scream, suddenly you're this. And if you have melody, suddenly you're this. So that always kind of like trips me up on what to say of uh, what something is. But he was saying that this, the genre of rock in general, someone had asked him if, uh, if he thought rock was dead. Um, and he said, no, first off, like, rock and punk and metal and, and hardcore and all those things are just underground, which is, uh, in, in his opinion, and I tend to agree with, is like kind of where they should be because that's what leads them to um, keep pushing to make something new. Whereas once you're successful, you're pushed to recreate success. But he said that the main reason that he thought that rock kind of fell behind all these other genres is because if you look at all these other genres, they're all working together. Everybody's got everybody on their record. Everybody's writing with everyone else. Everybody's pushing everybody else's album. And there's a very community type thing with it. Now that's always been a thing in the punk genre, but unfortunately it seems like it's, it, it, when it comes to like rock and, and harder music, it's only in the punk genre. Whereas everything else kind of feels like Hey, look at me. Don't look at them. Um, do you think that we're headed to something a little bit better now that now that more people are showing up on other people's records and are working together and things like that? And because it's underground and they're able to do it because we're not having major labels involved. Um, do you think that's going to help rock and pop punk and punk and everything kind of get to a higher level? Or do you think that it's just kind of like going to remain underground and we're going to get great stuff, but it's going to remain underground? Um, you know, I mean, we've kind of seen the a little bit of the resurgence, you know, yeah. with artists like Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Um, and, you know, you could argue about that all day long and whether that's pop punk or not or whatever, but it's got guitars, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's actually... Believe it or not, you could turn on a top 40 station right now anywhere in the country and listen to it for about a half an hour. And you will hear a lot of guitars in songs. People just don't aren't, aren't they're, they're looking for specific things. But there's actually a lot of guitars used, whether it's acoustic or it's uh, electric or whether that electric is clean or it's got some, you know, dirty to it. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually it is used. You just sometimes you have to listen for it more than other times. Um, but uh, I, I think, I mean, look at, it was crazy to see like when the, when we were young fest was announced. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> ver, there were mainstream magazines covering the announcement of that. Like I saw a variety covering it and um, like, uh, what was it? Hollywood reporter and like these big magazines that you never see talk about, you right. know, 
the the genre were talking about this. And I think that kind of said something too. Um, but there's obviously other artists besides Machine Gun Kelly that are um, even newer than him that are kind of bringing that into the mainstream again. Um, do you think we have bands that are going to bring it into the mainstream? Or do you think it's going to be an artist that shows an influence of that's going to bring it into the mainstream? No, I think there will be some bands. I think one of the bands that is kind of setting themselves up is probably like Meet Me at the Altar. Mm, okay. Um, I think they're kind of setting themselves up for that, um, especially with the label that they're signed to, you know, fueled by ramen. Um, I think they've got a good, you know, well, they good definitely chance. have a good record. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, with their following and uh, their fan base, I think there's a good chance that they will make it into that, that mainstream world, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other ones as of recently, but I, I definitely think, I, you know, things come band, and go. A, a band that I, I'm like super surprised hasn't done that is uh, Juliana Theory. Mm, okay. Well, they've been around a while. The, well, they've, they've been, been around a, a long time. They've been you around know, a long like, time. Like but they're like, not going to be ever seen as just like, cutting uh, edge because they've got history. You know, you're not you're not allowed yeah, to be so. you're not allowed to cut edge if you've been around for ten years. Or more. I mean, you can, but it's oh, harder. It's <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you can do it, but whether you're been a while. whether you're credited with it, it's going to yeah. be a whole different thing. Right. Everybody wants um, young, newer, younger, faster. You know, like yeah, and um, you know, it's that whole argument of um, you know when going back to Machine Gun Kelly when that his his you know tickets to my downfall when that was released and it was getting played on on uh, you know mainstream radio stations and things like that people kept saying oh this isn't pop punk blah blah blah, blah you know yada 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 well a genre as you kind of said earlier it, it's always changing yeah. um so you know what what uh, is considered pop punk now is not going to sound, and that obviously that goes for any genre, but it, things, they just evolve. Um, they're constantly going to change. So it's never going to be exactly what it was. Um, so I, I definitely think it will make its, it, and I think it kind of is to a certain degree at this point. And considering um, how things like we were young fest and things like that are happening, I think that is just going to push it even further back into the mainstream in some form or another. And right, yeah. depending on, and it's hard to say who's going to be a part of it. I mean, even, you know, I know uh, all time low has been a dirty band to say lately, just because of right, right. accusations getting brought up again, but they're another band. Of course they're not brand new, but you know, they had that top 40 hit. Yeah. In the last year or right. two, you know, um, and they had Demi Lovato and Black Bear attached to it. So, I mean, well, and that's that's why that's why I was bringing in the idea of like, finally, you've got artists that are in the 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 rock to encompass everything genre that are bringing in people from other Top genres, 40. yeah, to work with and creating yes. a, a thing. And a lot of fans will kind of shit all over that and be like, oh, you're selling out. And it's like, eh, 
are we selling out or are we are we advancing the evolving (laughs) yeah i I think yeah i I think a person that says i i just feel like i don't know the whole sellout thing is um i think it's that just needs to go away (laughs) yeah it's silly to begin with yeah Um, Yeah, we spoke about that recently yeah so uh uh-huh and and um going back to what you were saying earlier with other genres working together, mm-hmm. I tell you two genres that have work really well together and they've been doing it for years is, is pop and country. Mm-hmm. Um, they are constantly oh, yeah. working together and you see uh, these relationships grow and you see them crossing their formats all the time. I can't tell you how many times a song comes up on the top 40 station that I work on uh, and I don't work on the country station that the company I work for owns. I don't work on that station anymore, but there's a lot of times where we're playing the same songs because um, you've got, let's say um, there's a, there's a song called drunk. I'm drunk and I don't want to go home. Um, Mm -hmm. It's uh, Miranda Lambert and um, L King. Okay. You know, Miranda Lambert is the country star. L. King is the pop, pop star. Yeah. So they come together. They end up having crossover hits. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it, it ends up crossing over onto the country chart, but also crosses over on the pop chart. You know, so um, it's kind of cool. And that's probably what helped All Time Low get back onto mainstream radio a little bit is with working with Black Bear and working with Demi Lovato. So um, I well, think it's a great friends. thing. Yeah, for fans of rock, if you listen to all those songs too, you listen to the guitar tones, you listen to the drum tone, you listen to the mix. Man, it's just a different style singer. You know, it's a different style singer that's happening over the same. Yeah, songs are songs. Great songs are great songs. You yes. know, and and you had you know, you had country and pop mixing in the eighties, in my opinion, to make like glam rock. You know, it was like storytelling songs mixed with this pop sheen. And then you threw in a dash of metal to, to <laughs> kind of make it make it what it is. But if you take away the visual of all that and you just listen to the songs, there's, there's a lot of the similarities there. Yeah. A lot of um, modern country to me sounds a lot like like Bon Jovi songs. And yeah. a lot Sometimes, like, yes. Or you, know. you listen to them. I remember when I went in 2014, when I started working on country radio and I haven't, I hadn't listened to country since I was a kid. So obviously the genre had evolved quite a bit. Oh yeah. And some of the songs I'm listening to, I'm like, this sounds like it should be on like an active rock station. Right. You yeah. Know, like listening to, um, there's a band, uh, there's a country band called Parma Lee. Um, and a lot of their songs I would listen to. I'm like, this sounds like it should be played along with, uh, Nickelback and you know yeah. things like that, just, but somehow it's country. Like it's you so throw a weird. Southern drawl on the singer. Yeah, you lean, right. You lean yeah. a little mo- bit more into the small town story of the of the song and the lyrics, and all of a sudden it's a country song. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yep. Um, just like how uh, Taylor Swift, she was uh, the crossover example, yeah. crossover queen between country and pop radio. Um, yep. All you had to do, and all you have to do. And it's just uh, earlier with the song I mentioned, Drunken, I Want to Go Home. Um, all you have to do is is add like some type of banjo or something in the background. Right, and you're, right. And that, that's, yeah. your, 
that's your country element and that's all you need. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then you yep. can play it on country radio. Loosen up well that as... snare and you've got a country song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all you got. Oh man. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. we have we have definitely taken up uh lots of your time. Lots of your time. Um, <laughs> I hope I so... wasn't too winded either. So <laughs> No, you were you were adequately winded. Oh, okay. Adequate. Uh, that that that's better than too much, I guess. Yeah, you are perfectly winded. Okay, All <laughs> perfect right, amount yeah. of wind coming from you. Um, <laughs> so uh, as as we kind of wind this down and and close this up, in anticipation of our visit to your show, which is going to yes. be exciting, uh, please let our listeners one more time just know where they can find you, where they can find your show, uh, where they can find everything, pop punk pizza, everything. Um, whatever you're doing, <laughs> whatever you're doing. Cause it's in, in flux. It's yeah. always in flux. Lots of stuff. So yes, please let right. everybody know and all your socials and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, Mike, Jimmy, thank you guys so much for, for letting me be on your podcast. And I'm super excited to, uh, welcome bacon is my podcast onto pop punk and pizza here soon. Um, so yeah, our socials is all at pop punk pizza pod. Our website is Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. Uh, there you can find all the different links to all the podcast platforms um, if you wish to do that. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel as well. Um, you can find not all of our episodes are up there, but there's quite a few more recent episodes, I guess you would say, mm -hmm. that are up in video format for the podcast. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much you can find us on all the major podcast platform. So I uh, truly appreciate uh, both you, uh, both Mike and Jimmy. Uh, thank you to, to both of you for having me on. Oh, no, no, no. I, that was, by the way, that was me. That was all me. I had you on. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy totally opposed to having you on. And our, I should give a shout out to Arlene. Of, yes. uh, I, I just, yeah. uh, you know, uh, WTF in general well, she, uh, publicity she, yes. like like when you sign when you sign a contract with them they say don't talk about them right <laughs> we we shout them out all the time <laughs> but we still shout them <laughs> out. we shout them out because they because we like yeah they, it's great it's i i, awesome I try to and we love them yeah I'm, we love i mean them. obviously i don't have a contract with them but i work with them yeah. uh you know and and the artists that they have on their roster and i i like to shout out publicists um, that I work with all the time just because it's I feel like they important. deserve it. It's yeah. super important, like, you know, uh, and, you know, peek behind the curtain, we don't just work with them. <laughs> In terms of, like, like when we, book, when we book shows, we don't just work with them. Right. Shh. Shh. Yeah, don't, don't tell, tell anybody. anybody. <laughs> but. Yes. Well, I will say, um, I think you guys made a great choice. Yes. Yeah, they've been they've and been really you great. As a guest, with us. I agree. They, I they agree. brought you in, and <laughs> we've been brought in, and uh, yeah. Without further ado, yeah, the end of our show. How do we end every every show? Uh, we we end every show with just reminding everybody the one question to ask yourself every day: What's that thing that makes your life better? What's that thing that adds to every day to everything that you do? Jacques, do you know the question that we ask? Do you remember? What's your bacon? Or what what's is your, my bacon? What's your bacon? No, you had yeah. it right the first yeah, time. Yeah, you totally always had it. always okay. go with your first instinct. Always go with so your gut. Go ahead. Go, go with ahead. the spirit what, what takes you. What'd you say? What's your bacon? 
What's your bacon? Yeah. <laughs> you're, hey guys, <laughs> you can you can go. Here. Thanks, guys. You're fine. You can sit straight up. You don't even have to do that. I can't. I have to do this. You don't even have I to do that. I, this is oh, like... You're such a baby. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Jim, where can they find you? They can Not find me. Not hunched over like this. They can find me in full frame. Yeah, you don't like where I put the camera. We uh, Full frame. If you're watching on StrangerHood TV, you can find me at Jimmy G Shoes on all the socials. You can find my band Craving Strange at CravingStrange.net. And uh, from there, you can find us on all the socials as well. And, of course, BaconIsMyPodcast.com will let you see both of our bands, plus Bacon Is My Passion Music, plus Bacon Is My Fashion. And you can help out the show by buying some T-shirts or a T-shirt or something from ah. us and check it out. Uh, if you also want to support the show, thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash podcast. We have uh, commercial-free episodes, extra episodes, cooking with shows, tasting shows, all that kind of stuff. Where can they find you, Shoulders McGee? I feel like a Koopa Troopa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. But it, 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 it. If you're watching, da, 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 if you're watching, da, da, you see da, 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 that he's over exaggerating a lot. Uh, me personally, you can find my me at me my own self, Mike, and then my band is Something Heavy at Something Heavy Music. But you can also check it on all of the other uh, streaming things, where you can also find Baker's. Where you can also podcast. find. Bacon's my podcast, and Bacon's my passion. Yeah. Follow us. I don't, uh, share I don't us. usually Let your like shoulders down. You're totally... No, but... You your neck like... is not that much bigger than your shoulders. Yeah, you're fine. Look at you. You're fine. You could sit back totally, and you'd be fine. If you want to see how ridiculous and overreacting Mike is being right now, you can join us on StrangerHood TV. Where you can find all of our What's Your Bacon and Seven Questions with all of our guests, as well as every episode of Bacon is My Podcast, the visual version of. Wherever you happen to be listening to us, please, if you are able to, give us a review. Give us that five-star review, and please share us with everyone else. It does help. It very much helps. We appreciate it. And uh, also, ask yourself. Every day. One important question. What's your bacon? My shoulders are at a normal level. You're you're being weird. You're being weird. What's your bacon? (laughs) You love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well... Just go over to BaconIsMyPodcast.com. You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon?